Hey, how's it going, everybody? As you notice, it's just me again. Why is that? Well, let me tell you a quick story. We actually recorded an episode, uh, an actual, uh, the next two chapters of Knowing God, but we recorded it remotely because both of us had um, some long days that Saturday we got together, just some scheduling conflict things. So we recorded it remotely and... Yeah, I went to go download it, and the recordings just were not right. They were bad, even though, you know, paid for a service to do that. Oh, well, you know, life goes on. Got to make what do with what you got, right? So this, that means you got me this week. Congratulations. And I hope it's okay that, um, go ahead and talk about something. Uh, it is still October when this comes out. Um, and actually, this will come out on October... 25th, which is a significant day for me, to be honest. And it ties into what I want to ch chat about. So if you followed my story at all uh, for any length of time, and you've known me personally in any which way, uh, you, you, you know that I depression and me kind of go hand in hand, that I've had my uh, bouts with it where I was suicidal in that. And October is Depression Awareness Month, you know, another layer on that mental health sandwich of making sure uh, that people are taken care of. And it, it's something that's it's near and dear to my heart just because of my own personal experiences. And I know sometimes you don't want personal experiences to be the things that are the, the things that drive you, but they're also, if we're honest, the things that we're passionate about, the things that we care about, the things that make us get out of bed in the morning to do things. Of course, when I was dealing with depression, getting out of bed was something I was not doing. Um, that was a real challenge at the time. So October 25th is, of course, uh, important to me uh, only because uh, the we're talking about uh, my dad's, the anniversary of my dad's birthday. And so for those of you who remember my story um, from when we talked about it way back when, uh, between the time of my dad's anniversary of his birthday and the anniversary of his death, which is December 7th, that's typically when I would kind of fall into a depression um, then you, and then snap out of it and then, you know, continue to live life the rest of the year until 2018 when I didn't snap out of it and I ended up in a psychiatric ward. Um, actually, that would have been 2017. It's 2018. Uh, and I ended up in a psychiatric ward then at that time, which really was not healthy uh, th that I had gone through that cycle so many times like that. And it was healthy, though, that I then went and got uh, help for it, what I was dealing with. And, and I'll be honest, there's still some days when it is not the easiest, but for the most part, and, I, and I'll say for the most part, uh, it's been a lot better. It's been manageable, even when we come to these anniversary dates that normally will cause a lot of people to fall back into things. And I will say, personally, from me observing things, in general, and I'll say in general, it's gotten better, at least it seems to be getting better across the board, uh, talking about mental health, both in the public sphere, you know, in your everyday life, uh, work, 
work uh, jobs, even offer resources to help you with mental health issues. But also in the church, it's becoming less of a stigma to talk about. It's becoming one of those things that people aren't ashamed of anymore, thankfully, and that people are being allowed to seek help and people are offering help, even so far as offering counseling services right within the churches themselves, which is a great thing because then we have biblically based counseling to help someone because, you know, as much as I love my mother, uh, she would say, you need to just pray more to get rid of the depression. And that's not the case. Sometimes, uh, not the case all the time. Sometimes, yes, it is based on spiritual things, but a lot of times it is not. A lot of times it is based on a chemical imbalance or something like that, even though there are some recent studies coming out saying, oh, it may not be a chemical imbalance. There's still something going on that's causing this. And I can tell you that for sure for me, because um, once I got on SSRIs, even though it took a couple weeks, uh, I, I became a lot more balanced out. Between that and therapy, I think that's the thing that saved me from that deep, dark cycle of depression. Now, again, I'm not discounting anything that uh, the local church leaders or that those in the church have done to help me because it is well known and documented that they did. In fact, it was my pastor at the time who took me to go to inpatient care. So I'm, I'm thankful for that still. I'm not saying that it's just drugs and therapy. It's a holistic approach to both. But yes, October is Depression Awareness Month, in case you weren't aware. Uh, there, it's also, well, weirdly, September 15th to October 15th is also uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, which I'm half Mexican, so hey, cool. Got to enjoy some tamales and other things there. But the thing I want to talk about again is Depression Awareness Month, because I think it's important enough to talk about resources available uh, once again. And I'll preface this with, if you've never had to deal with crippling depression, depression that makes you not want to get out of bed, depression that keeps you uh, from enjoying life, I am so happy for you. And I'm, I'm not being sarcastic or anything, I'm being 100% serious. I am glad that you have never had to deal with something like that, that that is not something that has ever darkened your doorstep or darkened your mind. But at the same time, I want you to realize that you, those, I guess you could say, those blessed and lucky few that are like that, it seems like a few, it seems like almost everyone in this world is depressed nowadays. Uh, and, and I'm not even talking about what, with what's going on in the world, I'm just talking about in general. But those of you who haven't had to deal with that stuff, I know it can seem hard to have compassion on those who are dealing with that. If you go back through our archives, um, when me, Josh, and Aaron talked about this the, one of the first few times, Josh admitted he would always say that... Uh, the phrase suck it up buttercup because he didn't think it was really a thing and that was really an issue 
And it wasn't until he met someone who actually literally was willing to take their life from it, me, uh, that it finally kind of clicked with him. And that's a whole other uh, comment and conversation that we could have about how firsthand experiences shape your perception on life and how sometimes that is a good thing and how that can also be a very bad thing. Uh, for example, a good thing is, you know, Josh experiencing and seeing someone for the first time who is dealing with depression and then going, oh, this is something serious. This is something that they just can't shake it off. This is something that they just can't suck it up buttercup as he puts it. This is something that needs help. Maybe have compassion there. That's one way. And then the other way um, that works kind of on the bad side is, oh, I have... Well, we'll go with the classic example, right? I have a, a, you know, I'm a Christian and I have a relative or a child that now is gay. Well, because I love them, I must now be affirming. That's a different side of that scale of where experience should shape things. In one case, you're, you're changing your whole theology to accommodate things. In the other you're realizing that, hey, maybe there are some things mentally, medically different needs to be changed. Like I said, that's a greatly more nuanced conversation than we're going to have right now here. So, like I said, it is... Uh, National Depression Awareness Month. And since we last talked about this, there have been some new resources that have been available, made available for people if you have a feeling that someone is going to maybe hurt themselves. So before, before there used to be a long phone number that you'd have to call to be able to call if um, maybe you or someone you knew was dealing with suicidal tendencies um, that was maybe threatening to kill themselves or you were fearing that they would maybe try to kill themselves, either due to depression and suicide or whatever would lead up to that. Well, since we last talked about these resources, thankfully, they've made it easier. We all know the universal number 911, which makes it real easy to call in the case of a medical emergency. Well, now, due to some laws passed, there is now a new number. It's 988. 988 is a number that is available across the country, across the United States, that allows you to go ahead and call and get connected to help. No longer do you have to remember the new, <laughs> the new, the, the old long number before. I don't even remember what it was. I'd have to ask Andy for what that number used to be because he actually called it for me at one point. But 988 is the new number that you can call there. Now, that being said, there are other resources for if it is not an immediate threat, such as if you are dealing with depression and you're like, I'm not suicidal, but I do need help. There's a couple things you can do. First off, if you work for a company, check to see if they have an employee uh, resource center. The employee resource, resource center oftentimes will either have mental health um, 
people on staff to kind of help you out a little thing with some things they can't deal like give you prescriptions and help you out with all that but they can at least maybe talk you off the ledge a little bit you know obviously if you're not suicidal or they could uh get you reference to where you can get help they can help look that information up make sure that you're in a safe space to make sure that you get the help that you need to get better so check that out uh, and now if you're not working or if your company doesn't have this resource available check your local county usually a lot of counties have this another thing you could do is you can uh, check with nami.org um, nami.org it's national alliance on mental illness and they have a bunch of things uh, that you can uh, look at a if you're the one who needs help but also if you want to try to maybe help others uh, this is something that personally i'm looking into maybe eventually uh getting more involved with maybe once a few other things kind of settle down a little bit because i believe that mental health is a very important thing that is not always addressed well and it is something that unfortunately has has and will continue to get worse as the years go on we saw it spiral down real bad during the time of covid and unfortunately with current events the way that they are i have a feeling that we're only going to see the next level rise of where this goes bad unfortunately i wish i was wrong there but i'm not so like i said check out nami.org n-a-m-i.org that's I can't do the phonetic alphabet. Nathan, Alice, Mitch, Indigo. <laughs> something alpha, something indigo. I don't know. No. org, uh, for seeing about different things. A, a lot of this is how you can advocate. And this is especially if you're interested in helping people with mental health issues. I can advocate for some of these things about mental health. And obviously maybe some resources for you as well if you are dealing with things now obviously like I said if you are in a state of crisis where you are actively thinking about hurting yourself or others 988 is the number to call in that case all right cool you may be going well you know what uh so why is it good to talk about depression awareness month again mental health awareness month is back in May so uh we're talking about two completely different things depression yes obviously is a part of mental health but mental health as a whole is important to talk about now why is this and I know we've gone over some of these statistics before but I think it's a good reminder to kind of keep at the forefront of our mind especially during depression awareness month people with depression have a 40 percent higher risk of developing cardiovascular and metabolic diseases than the general population people with serious mental illnesses are nearly twice as likely to develop these conditions now all this data is pulled from nami.org mh stats and I'll provide a link to it in the in the link uh, link list down below as of 2021 33.5% of all US adults with mental illness also experience a substance use disorder that's 19.4 million individuals the rate of unemployment is higher among u.s adults who have a mental illness about 7.4 percent compared to those who do not which is about 4.6 percent high school students 
with the significant symptoms of depression. Now, do you remember what the symptoms of depression are? I'm going to pull a Mr. Rogers here and go, oh, you don't? Oh, I see. Okay. You don't remember these things, but that's okay. So now remember this said symptoms of depression in teens are likely to drop out of high school, right? So what are symptoms of depression? We'll start with teens and then we'll go to some adult things. But a lot of these that exist in teens also are true for adults. Uh, feelings of sadness, which can include crying spells for no apparent reason. Frustration, feeling angry, even over small things. Feeling hopeless, empty, irritable, annoyed. Man, I was all these. <laughs> um, you can ask my buddy Andy. I, I, I would message him on, on the regular during this time when I was going through this real deep depression where I felt irritable or I felt hopeless or just felt tired or I felt like I wanted to just punch something and scream and cry all at the same time. Don't miss those times. Loss of interest or pleasure in usual activities. Loss of interest or conflict with family and friends. Feeling of worthlessness or guilt. Fixation on past failures or exaggerated self-blame or self-criticism. That's me to a T, by the way, in general. Um, that, and that's one of the things I had to learn how to deal with in therapy. I do that all the time. Or, or another thing that my brain is great at, horrible imagination in general. I am not creative at all as far as coming up with like names and ideas and logos and all that. But you give me a potential future scenario and my brain will immediately create the most elaborate play on stage of what will go wrong with all the worst scenarios happening simultaneously in my little stage. And my brain can do that with mm, just chef's kiss way of doing it. But yet you go, hey, come up with a um, creative idea for this. And I'll sit there and stare at you like, no, I have no idea what to do. So yeah, I get that one. That one's me to a T. Um, even then, even now I still catch my brain doing that sometimes. And I have to literally stop my brain from either dwelling in the past or dwelling in the future. Here's a little pro tip I've learned for dealing with depression and that living in the past or living in the future, while it's may be romanticized in books and that is, um, not healthy mentally. Don't do it. Live in the current, enjoy the present. Enjoy what is going on now, because that is the only thing you have to worry about. The future will get sorted out eventually, and the past has already happened. We can't change what happened there as much as we want to. Anyways, back to the list. Other signs of depression in teenagers, trouble in, in general, in, a, in people in general, uh, trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, remembering things. Ongoing sense that life and the future are grim and bleak. Frequent thoughts of dying, dying, or suicide. Yeah, this was all me. Back in 2017, 2018. I, I, I laugh and joke about it now because I can look back at it and see the signs clear as day. Clear as day that I needed help. And it took me so long to be able to admit to someone that I did need help. And the reason I keep bringing this up on a frequent, semi-frequent basis is because I want you to realize that those people in your life who may be having these symptoms, I want you to be able to see them 
and if necessary, offer assistance, offer support. You're not going to be the one to be able to save them necessarily, but you might be able to point them to where they can get help. And you might be able to point them back to Jesus to have some hope, enough hope to at least grasp onto to stay for another day until maybe they can get that help that they need mentally. Uh, behavioral changes that you may see with depression, and these are all true. Tiredness, loss of energy, insomnia, sleeping too much, changes of appetite, so maybe some a decrease in weight loss or an increase in foods and weight gain. Uh, use of alcohol, drugs. I, I used a lot more alcohol when I was dealing with that. Yeah, way too much. Even so much so that, and I, and I think I mentioned this in one of the episodes, that the bartender at the time noticed my increase of alcohol and said, hey, something's wrong. It was that much increase. Um, so if you notice all of a sudden your friend is, maybe has a drink or two, let's say a night or a week while out with buddies, and all of a sudden they're going shot, 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 and you know something, maybe it didn't happen at work or or you ask them, hey, what's going on? They don't say anything. <laughs> That's when you know something is up. And maybe it's time that you don't take their answer of, oh, nothing's wrong. Maybe you don't just take it on face value and maybe try to probe a little bit deeper without being too intrusive. It's a delicate balance. I'll tell you that much. Uh, agitation, restlessness. So, you know, pacing, hand wringling, hand wringing, not hand wringling. Uh, inability to sit still. And some people, that's just normal. But if it's a new thing that someone's doing, uh, just kind of slow thinking, speaking, body movements. Frequent complaints of unexplained body aches and headaches. Isolating themselves. I did this as well. Uh, poor school performance or frequent absence from school. I not. Yeah, I had that. <sighs> it wasn't school. It was work. And it wasn't that I wasn't there. It was I was there, but. I really couldn't get anything done. Uh, less attention to personal hygiene or appearance, angry outbursts, self-harm, so cutting, burning themselves, uh, making a suicide plan or suicide attempt. All those things are uh, definitely signs. And if, and if it, you catch a suicide note or suicide plans, at that point, it, it, it's time to either call 988 if, if you think it's imminent Get them to an ER if you think you can drive them there. And then if it's not an imminent thing, then you know, get them to a therapist. Make sure that they are seen and taken care of. And these are all things to take it to take into account and look for. And I'm not saying just look at this for um, you know, your kids or if you're married or your spouse. Keep an eye on your friends. We are now in the point of time when the days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. This less light out means less vitamin D is being produced naturally. This is when SAD, SAD, comes around annually. And this is the time when people who may not deal with depression normally might start feeling a little blue. So keep an eye out for your friends, especially if you know they've dealt with SAD or depression in the past, because this is the perfect time for it to jump back up. It's the holidays when people might be 
feeling sad because they don't have someone to share with in the holidays. It's the holidays where they might be missing someone that they lost, either a breakup with a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, or they lost a family member or someone real important to them, you know, and they're just kind of reminiscing and remembering them during these holiday times. So keep an eye out for each other. That's what we're supposed to do as a community. As a community, we are to have each other's backs. It doesn't matter that, you know, it, it maybe it's a bunch of single people. That's okay. You still have each other's backs. Just because you're not married does not mean you cannot help each other out. And we need more of that. We need less of this self-centered Western way where we're all John Waynes running around saying, I can do everything on my own. And we need a little bit more of, I need community to come around me when I'm hurting and for me to go around them when they're hurting. We need less of this. I'm going to build my little island over here, ignore everyone and do things on my own, no matter how much the pain. And we need a little bit more. I'm broken and hurt. I don't have all the answers and I need help. Saying those words, I need help, are some of the hardest words people will ever speak. But they're some of the most life-giving ones they will ever speak. Now, there are definitely ones that are way more life-giving. And for any of you that know me, you know what I'm going to say here. You know, saying, God, I believe what your son did for me was a gift. What he did on the cross was essential for me to have eternal life because it's only through the shedding of the blood and the resurrection that I can have eternal life. That is purely life-giving. That's eternally life-giving, yes. We, though, are mortal humans. And we do need to learn how to... how to live a God honoring, God-fearing, but also full life. And us dealing with whatever on our own. Saying, I, I'm not going to bother this person. I'm not going to bother these people with it. Dare I say, we're stopping the mission that God may have for us because we're putting ourselves in a depression where we're not able to act and be the hands and feet of Jesus to those around that to those around us that need it because we still haven't figured out a way to mentally get healthy first. Mental health is such an important aspect to be able to do everything that we do to the fullest potential and to the fullest glory for God. I'm just sorry that it's taken the church this long to realize that and to get on board with that. So for this Depression Awareness Month, take some time to retreat, relax, and take a mental health inventory. and Figure out what you need to do to get better 
or if you are good right now, what do you need to do once in a while to refresh and stay good? Sorry, this was a shorter episode, one that maybe is uh, not up everyone's alley, and I get it. But mental health and depression are such important topics to me that, you know, once in a while, once in a while, I'm willing to say, you know what, we put everything else on pause. So the fact that the recordings got destroyed, it's a happy little accident or divine providence in one way of thinking about it. I'll go the divine providence route. So stay safe and watch out for those that you care about and make sure that they are staying safe as well and know the signs of issues with depression and mental health. Have a good one and we'll see you next week.